Blog Talk Radio. Play. What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode of the Matchup Zone. Uh, joined today by uh, two of my former college teammates, Blake Hamilton, Dwayne Byfield, uh, two incredible basketball players who ended up uh, expanding their careers overseas and now are um, the heads of a great business called Find a Baller. Guys, what's up? How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having <laughs> us on here. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. So kind of going, jumping right in, uh, you know, kind of a a way to connect basketball players, your business, find a baller, uh, and athletes from every sport with uh, high-level instructors. Tell us kind of about the business and uh, maybe just how how you guys came about it. Um, I'll jump in, I guess, real quickly. Uh, Yeah, so it really kind of started in college. I mean, Blake came to me with an idea that was kind of outstanding with um, European basketball players, and that kind of didn't really work out for us because we didn't know what the hell we were doing on the, um, you know, coding aspect of things. But I was already training, so we kind of expanded into this whole, let's start, you know, helping kids get better in training and help and uh, work with other athletes to see what they can get bring to the table. And it kind of grew from there into what it is now. And, you know, our big goal is to really just get, all these current and former athletes exposure to community in our database of kids that and adults even that really want to just learn how to play the game or learn how to stay in shape through the games, whether it's football, basketball. I mean, we had cheerleaders, we had tennis. We, you know, Blake will tell you, we had quite a few different sports, even flag football, where, you know, we put guys and, and girls in positions to, you know, do camp clinics or train sessions. And virtually now it's even, even better. So now we have friends, you know, like we all have friends overseas. They're still good. And some of these guys, are, you know, like yourself, came home and you can still play the game. You can still on the same. Exactly. You can still do this. And it's amazing to see how the kids kind of take to these these former athletes and these current athletes. That's really cool, especially in the modern era. I mean, now with quarantine, how are you finding, like, the Zoom sessions to work compared to, you know, the live one-on-one situations? Well, I think that it's been been interesting for me because, I've, you know, I never really had, had, did it, had done it before. But I found it to be very helpful. Um, I think that there, there's, you know, as you know, we're all basketball players and, you know, anybody that's listening that's a, that's a basketball player, there, there's a ton of drills to do. There's, you know, you can do all sorts of things. You can go outside and dribble to your heart's content. Um, but this way you can, you know, easily provide some drills, help them, you know, help somebody that's younger, less experienced, you know, get an opportunity to learn how to, you know, improve their skills, and they can take the drills with them and do them on their own. So um, I, for, for me, it's been a – it's been a benefit, and I think that it'll it'll really benefit you know everybody going further once the pandemic lifts. And 
kind of helping to add value to anybody's training. And it's always good to, to um, when we talk about, you know, guys who are playing and like Dwayne, you were saying, the guys who are playing, they suddenly, you know, are done. You guys put them in a good position to kind of have something to expand upon that all of these. And I always say, like, when you go for when you go from basketball to uh, something else, you have this long resume of talent that doesn't relate to maybe a business or something like that, but you have, you've had 10 years experience in a field that now that field is kind of obsolete. You guys do a great job of, of finding, you know, the, those guys and actually putting them in positions to be successful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it, it blossomed into the, into this thing that we really enjoy doing because yeah, we all know so many athletes out there that, um, you know, they, their career is over, and yeah, some of them do have something to do when they're back, and some really don't know what they, which direction they're going. But a lot of them are already training or have been training, so we give them the opportunity to say, let's you know, let's cast a wider net, for you. and we're just there to help and figure out we can work with guys that came back and have their own organization. Mm-hmm. We partner with them. We partner with um, young ladies that came back from overseas and have their things going, and we've done clinics in Brooklyn, and Jersey, and Pennsylvania, so it's kind of something that we're trying to expand on now because there's just more and more athletes out there that, that, that need that outlet still. Just because they're not playing doesn't mean they don't still have that love and that knowledge that needs to get out there. And we find a lot of these people are out there and they, they enjoy the partnership and they're helping these kids. So it's actually a great experience. That's awesome. Now kind of going into your guys' uh, playing careers, uh, which, you know, Blake, you were in uh, Austria, you were in um, – France, you were in Poland, Dwayne, you were in Poland, you were in Austria. Like, how do you guys, you know, how did you find it difficult? Because I know from my experience, it, it was freaking hard to get from that leap from Monmouth University, where we all went, where it was a smaller school, smaller one school. Obviously, you guys had great success the year uh, 2003 or 2004 when you went to the tournament. How did you find it difficult? Did you find it difficult to find a job overseas compared to someone, let's say, with uh you know, coming from West Virginia or a, a larger school? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, in my experience, I think, I think it kind of depends on the, you know, your level of play on your way out. And then also who, you know, you know, it's like who your representation is and that kind of will set the, that'll set the stage on the direction you need to go because it, it's, it's real murky waters out there. And if you're not, you know, if you're not in the know and you're not put in the position to, you know, you know, to thrive, you know, it can be challenging. So, you know, I I think there's a, you know, most definitely if you're coming out of a bigger school, you're going to have, you know, a a greater interest, uh, you know, because of the professional teams over there, you know, you know, typically the makeup of their organizations, you know, the, the, the the people that live in the town, you know, they're uh, so they they have a perspective from you know of big colleges as you know obviously if you're gonna take a player from West Virginia or Monmouth, um, you know you're gonna have a bias set in there. So you know I, I mean it's there, but also you know you can, I think it also depends on your level of play. What do you, what do you think, Dwayne? You could uh, probably I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, Level of place is is crucial, though it's not like um, it's not appreciated as a show. 
as we all know, come I mean, we got we have guys that can average twenty five a game and get sent home out of nowhere. You know, <laughs> so it's not it's a meat market. We understand that, but it's a great experience when you you know leave college and you just want to try maybe see how it feels and test the pro waters. Some of mm-hmm. us are injured. I know I let one out there injured. You can out there injured, and you still just because of the love of the game you want to keep playing. Mm-hmm. But there are other guys that make a really good career out of it, and these guys come from Division three to Division one. So yeah, there is that bias of a big school. Um, big name, but I'm um, like I said, I've seen Division three guys just de- destroy leagues, you know what I'm saying? And and Division one guys couldn't touch them. So it's also like Blake said, you have to perform, but the performance is not always appreciated like it should be. So it is a toss up. <laughs> That's a good and, point. And there's a lot, there's luck involved, and yeah. you know, right representation, like you said, you need a good, you need someone that's not going to be playing games because you're over there, and there's such a um, a disconnect with the language barriers, there's such mm-hmm. a disconnect with doing business in general, that it's hard to stay, to find a home and stay there long enough to enjoy your career. You're probably going to bounce around a lot, you know? So I know the key was to me when I got out there, guys, you know, find a home. One of my closest friends today, G. Gerv, he was in Sweden and he stayed there for years, but he bounced around, but he always went back. So you find a home, then you just yeah. you roll with that because you can easily bounce from 10 teams out of nowhere, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's murky waters, like Blake said, but um, I don't think it's so much of a big deal now as it was back in the day. Yeah. yeah you know, the big names ruled, but you see it now in the end of the tournament. Mid-majors will come out of nowhere and just tear up the doors. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, it, it play, is, play is huge. I, I know, you know, even going in, there's a guy. Remember we played uh, in 2001. Uh, we played against Duke and um, – Casey Sanders was like a big guy. He was like starting for them because Carlos Boozer was hurt. Mm. And we ended up, we ended up being teammates in the D league. And I was like, you know, you kind of realize like he went to Duke. Yeah. He freaking blocked my shot a few times, but that's what he was good at. But you know, pump fake here and there. And you're like, damn, this dude went to Duke. And uh, you know, it's just, you realize the discrepancy after you kind of find your way uh, in professional basketball, you're like, Oh, this guy is like not as good as I thought he would be. You don't that stigma of Duke doesn't seem as, as big as it did when I was like walking into Greensboro arena being like, Holy shit, we're playing Duke. And now it's like, Oh, Holy shit. You, you played at Duke. Like how's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You yeah, do yeah. see that a lot. You're like, what the hell is this? What's the big hoopla about you? But you realize <laughs> sometimes it's, it's politics, you know, it's the right size. It's the right school. It's the right mm-hmm. area. doesn't mean it's the right guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why Ben Majors make their runs now because so many guys were overlooked by these big schools and these big schools are paying the price. They realize, okay, maybe he was six foot, but he's destroying this six six guy <laughs> he picked over him. Or you know, or maybe he's they the same height, but he went to a smaller school and we just jumped over him, but he's destroying our big man. So it's 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 a crazy business now. I think the Europeans kind of opened that gate up, but the Ben Majors, I give them a lot of respect, a lot of props because. I, you know, when I signed to him to a small school, it was because of a guy like Speedy Claxton who signed to a small school in Hofstra and destroyed mm-hmm. the league and went to the NBA. That was my mentality. I know I don't know understand other people, but I was like, oh yeah, this is an opportunity. And then you know, on your visit, on your visit, you see someone like Rasan Johnson performing at that school and tearing stuff, and you feel like, okay, yeah, mid major, I could do this here. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's amazing to see the mind frame elevate from mid majors to now they're a real threat in the late twenties. And it's the same thing over there. It's like, who cares yeah. where you're from? 
Come bring yeah, for it sure. It's either bring it or sit down. So no one cares where you're from. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and shout out to you, Kev. And, and you said Rasan Johnson, Steve Bridge Mohan, Jason yeah. Crown. <laughs> who else? Who else? Hold on. There's one more. Jerry Crosby. Cam New. Let's go. Cam Milton. Let's go. You can't forget Tim Warner. Tim, Tim, Tim Warner. Warner. There's so many of us, man. We had a good time. <laughs> but y'all, y'all, hey, Kev, y'all set it off in 2000, though, right? Or 2001, right? You guys set it off. I mean, I, I, that's the reason why I came to Monmouth, because, uh, you know, I was going to LaSalle University, mm-hmm. uh, actually, and they fired the coaching staff the day before my official visit when they were going to offer me and everything. And, uh, you know, my coach, my high school coach is friends with Cal Zanetti. Okay. Shout out to Coach Cal. Shout out to Coach Callaway. We're on video, so obviously, right? Yeah. Shout out Shout out to the, you know, to the it squad. Might take, it might take cows longer to get the video. I don't think he's yeah, very tech savvy. Nah, hey, Phone we can send it to Cooper, though. Cooper, Cooper, coaches, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those, they're, they're active, man. And see, so that's why I love the basketball community, because you mm-hmm. can just hit up anybody that you played with at any time. Just yep. hit them up. Hey, what's going on? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, you played with them. You know, it, it's been a long haul. It was a long haul, you know? Um, but, uh, Back, back. What was my point? I got lost in my, in my, in my, in my banter. <laughs> You're recruiting, brother. You're recruiting, brother. You got recruited because the sound dropped out. Yeah. Of so, so when I got the sound and, and and that fell off, uh, my high school coaches said, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna check out Monmouth?" And I'm like, "What's a Monmouth? You know, like what's what?" When I first heard that word, I still remember to this day. Like, what is that? You know, is that that's a place? You know. So, and then, and then next thing you know, I see you on TV and you guys are playing against Duke. So, you know, uh, crazy. You know, shout out to you guys, man, for making that happen. And then uh, I got a few shout outs later, but you know. <laughs> well, it's funny because I remember I'm, I know we played, you know, Gonzaga, and Gonzaga came, and Gonzaga oh, was was like a no one back then, even before. And then they made the tournament, went off, and then they came in our play, and we were able to like, you know, it's 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 kind of like that situation. You know, you suddenly a team explodes. And even Mammoth now, like, have you guys been back, obviously, and, like, seen the new arena and stuff? It's like, did you did you guys play in that at all? No, Kev. No, Kev. You know we didn't play. I, that was on my recruiting trip, by the way. <laughs> we all got yeah. sold the great dreams, yeah. but we built it, <laughs> baby. We built it. Yeah. We saw that. We built it, they that, will come. Who saw that three-dimensional video? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Saw yeah. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was before, like, three-dimensional videos were even a thing. Yeah. 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 They had a good sell. That's crazy. So kind yeah. of going back into your like pro, pro basketball careers, uh, you know, you, you guys have played and we always talk about like the craziest shit that has happened to us, um, you know, overseas. Cause it's like a different, I love playing overseas, but like it's a completely different animal than it is here. Was there anything like completely crazy that you guys remember that was just like, Whoa, like I'm not in the United States anymore. Like this is, this is, this is wild. Has anything like that ever happened to you guys? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, First of all, I'm a brother. We brothers, so we go to there. It's like you're going to Austria. Sometimes in Austria, you're the only black dude walking around. I was like, damn, you know, this is crazy. <laughs> I was walking around. I was like, hey, who are you? I was like, who are you, man? <laughs> Not who are you either. But it's like it's like that for more than like two towns, two towns. You'd be like, oh, you're the only, and it's only you and this other dude from America. It's only only black guys on the team, really, at the time. You know, you only had two. And I was like, yeah, this is it's a different culture shock. I mean, definitely, um, 
I didn't have as much issues over there with with people. I think it was a, a great. My experience was great. It wasn't. I wasn't healthy or anything. I didn't have a great career over there. I just went over there to like, expand and just to get that feel that I always wanted, you know. And I wasn't gonna let an injury just to hold that back. But I I loved every moment of it. I, I was grateful for it. And even the the nonsense on the business aspect was was fine with me because I was like, it's just business. I had to learn that the hard way, you know. But the the culture shock is is probably when was the biggest thing because you just don't expect it. Because coming from like I'm coming from like New York area, so mm-hmm. it's more diverse, you know. So I wasn't really expecting it. And even though I went to Catholic school and all that stuff, it's not the same as being the only one in the whole village and town and on top of that you don't speak the language you know yeah you can't communicate it's hard to even go to do anything you know go find an atm machine they look at you like what <laughs> you know, like, what are you saying to me <laughs> so i think the thing with that and i can tell some crazy stories but i'm not going there. i'm married man. <laughs> it's I'm crazy because like on the flip side like everyone always assumed that I was like a European guy. So they would come up and just start speaking the language to me. And I'd be like, uh, like I have no fucking <laughs> idea what you're talking about, dude. And they'd just be like, and then, it, cause just, you know, I'd be just like another random tall white guy in Estonia. And they'd be yeah. like, Oh, Hey, and start yeah. talking to me. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm American. They're I'm like, American. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, when I played in uh, Poland, um, that was interesting. Uh, that was a culture shock for me. Like when I first got there, that was mm-hmm. like, uh, and actually that was like my first year out. I played in Poland or not Poland. I'm sorry. I played in Portugal. Okay. And uh, for SD Porto, and they uh, on on the final day, and you know I probably had like a 15 point average. We played like mm-hmm. four or five games. It was like a like a preseason type thing camp, and on the final day of my contract extension, they they fired me. And uh, so I had a choice of either going home or, or just jump into another team. And pridefully, um, I jumped, I jumped, I jumped to another team rather than rather than going home. I thought that, oh, you know what? No, I'm gonna go. No, I, no, I could do this. You know. So I went from I went from the top team to a top team in Portugal to like a bottom team in Poland. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, that was exper- that was an experience of a lifetime. I've, I have many stories. There, I, I can't really share some of those stories because, like, <laughs> no, no. seriously, because it's like people are involved and it's like yeah. you know we're on yeah, video. I'm not. That's a not, fact. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great experience. It's a great experience. It's a great experience. It's fun. I mean, I, I, oh, I have I, I have a good story, and actually, you know what? Shout out to Rasan Johnson. I remember. I don't know if he remembers this, but. We were driving some ga- some game. Um, this is when we played in Poland together for Kobe to Kolbjeg, and uh, the Kolbjeg is uh, on the Baltic Sea. It's like right on the right on the right on the uh, right on the water. Uh, cold as hell, you know. Was, when we got when I got there, it was like one road in, one road out. You know, Poland as a country, it, you know, it was it was they were developing. So mm. it, it was, that was the culture shock for me as a young man, you know, having to kind of just, you know, live, live in a village like town, you know? <laughs> uh, so, you know, but overall, uh, you know, when I, when we played there, we were driving to this game and we uh, stopped at a gas station. Okay. So we stopped at a gas station and we're walking through 
uh, you know, walking through like the little the double doors, and there's a there's a man there, and he's he's drunk. He's drunk. Seems to happen okay. a lot in poems. Yeah, he's kind of sitting there. He's just drunk. He looks up and he says, he says, "Hey, Kuta, Kuta Kente." <laughs> he says, "You, you Kuta Kente?" I said, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> and we just kept. I, I kept it moving. You yeah, know. keep it moving. You know, but he, uh, yeah, he thought, you know, he he, get, he referenced uh, all roots movies. <laughs> yeah, he referenced, he referenced Kuta Kente. That's that, that happened. That's crazy. It's yeah. those. It's some of those places overseas. Like it's just. It's like going back into like the 1500s. Like, so you just. It's like you know the the town, and you have like the medieval buildings, and then you're yeah. just like okay, and you know the internet doesn't work. I was in Kosovo, and they shut the water off every night at 11 o'clock p.m. Yeah, like, if you didn't crazy. get a shower, you better wait until the morning. Yeah, I mean, our PG stories. Yeah, I mean, I think my last stop was one to <laughs> Slovakia. And I, and I was a Slovakia dog, and I was just like, oh, because I was leaving Poland, actually, and drove, uh-huh. and drove me to Slovakia. It was crazy. On the, on the drive there, I remember seeing just bodies on the side of the highway, and he looks at me, he's like, Polish vodka. I said, oh, so they're all drunk on the side of the highway. He's chilling. Like, yeah, chilling. And, then, and I mean, I stayed with some really good people there, mm. but that's, I went up before, I think the night, the day before, they tried me out to go against the, like, the younger team, and I destroyed them, and they kept saying, we have no money left, really, to pay you the rest of the year. I was like, I was like, I was going to play for fun, but I'm out, so it's cool, yeah. it's no big, no big deal, and the night, that night, a uh, bunch of, like, the 18, 19-year-olds came to take us out, to take me out, so they were like, they really enjoyed it, we had a good time, and they're like, yeah, I went there, and they had, like, these projects. We go to the, like this this project. It's like four big buildings. Look like a project in, in Slovakia, and the whole place was just ran by kids. It was literally crazy. every kid from like five years old to, to nineteen to twenty year olds went through these projects because all the parents went to Austria to work during the week. Wow! And they would come back to Slovakia to see their kids on the weekends and blah blah, I and mean, they would go back to Austria to work. It was crazy, and I was like, hold on, crazy. so the whole the whole project is ran by kids. We went through the buildings and every floor was just kids everywhere. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. <laughs> it was like that movie, um, Hostel. Remember the first Hostel? Yeah. And all the kids <laughs> were just old. picking people up and they're like, yeah, this is a lot of I was like, that was the truth. Kids just ran. They literally ran. It was, it was wild. It's crazy. Like, I think those, some of those places, like you watch Hostel and you watch these movies, it's not that far. I mean, obviously, but like, yeah. it's not that far. You're, you put yourself in some pretty uncomfortable situations. Yeah. yeah. And they, yeah. when they know you have money, like, oh, I mean, we talked that. to a few people who knew, like, they were just, you know, in the Middle East and stuff. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, you, there's just people, they know you have money. Who knows what they're planning on doing yeah. with you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sad. It's crazy. But I will say that. I will say that the um, the basketball community over there were, mm-hmm. were amazing. I mean, the guys from overseas always kind of bought you and the Americans and everyone that was playing always bought you one, you know. They always, because they knew the hustle. They knew, they knew the bump and grind. They knew that tomorrow you could be gone or you could stay the whole year. Mm-hmm. So it was, I, I experienced a lot of welcoming, a lot of good people. Like, shout out to Toby Carberry. He's coaching at Yale. I met him in Austria. You know, he was amazing. That's awesome. I mean, there were so many guys that I met that was kind of really cool and really welcoming. So, I would say overall, my experience is amazing. Can't say that for everyone because it is a rough business. It's a very it rough business. 
But that's yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I love the positivity too because it is. It's a great experience to be say that you played overseas. And it's, I feel like it's crazy that not a lot of people understand how good you actually have to be to kind of make it over there. People are like, I see, I hear kids and stuff like, oh, I'm just going to get, you know, maybe I'm not tall enough for the Emmy. I'm just going to go overseas. I'm like, dude, like, overseas <laughs> is filled with dudes who are like on the cusp of the NBA. Like, like, <laughs> these guys are amazing. Dude. Yeah. So like, yeah. You don't really know how good these guys are. So it's like, it gets to this weird stigma that like, you know, overseas isn't that talented when it's, it's an incredible place. It's incredible. It's so amazing. kind of going yeah. into, uh, did you guys watch the Jordan documentary? Of course. Of course. It's, it's insane. Great, greatest show on earth. Did you, did, I like felt like I walked away going like that was, that was one of the most entertaining things I've watched. That was the best show in years, absolutely. I mean, best show. Michael Jordan. I like Game of Thrones. I like Game of Thrones, but nothing else. Nothing can beat this for years to come. And there'll be more. Everyone's going to have their last dance. But Jordan, I couldn't stand. The smile couldn't leave my face. It was weird. I was like, my jaws hurt because I kept smiling. All those memories of seeing him destroy everyone. Uh This dude was God on the court. He was. He was. period. That's all it was. And it's crazy because, like, I think back to, you know, even my college days, and it took me until, like, you know, probably a few years into playing professionally before I was, like, had that, like, developed that killer instinct. And I think, like, back to college, and I'm like, like, I didn't really have that. Like, I was just a kid who was just kind of like, <laughs> like, I'm watching Jordan going out and being like, oh, you said something? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna do own you. And, like, me, yeah, I'd just yeah, be yeah. like, nah. I, like, didn't have that same mentality. Someone would be like, you yeah, suck. You like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're I feel too like, relaxed, man. You're too much of a nice guy. I was just like, like cool. Like, you don't like Every now and then, you cool. lose it. When yeah. you lost it, was the best. Because when you got mad, it's like, oh, you're getting bagged on. You know? <laughs> but when you was always just like, it was, you had too much like a surface mentality for basketball. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were like, it was. It's like, hey, man, peace and love, bro. <laughs> like, nah, duck on him, bro. Duck on him. <laughs> and it's crazy. Yeah, that's like I just I go went through my career. I'm like, God damn! Like, if I had that like mentality that I kind of developed, and I don't know what it was. I just I think I got strong, and then when I got strong, I was like, I started pre- like I like almost faked it until I made it and made it, and I was like, Oh, I'm I'm like tough. And then all of a sudden, I was like, <laughs> eventually, I was like, people were trying to you know bump me, and I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna fuck you up now. And it was like yeah. kind of like a thing. I'm like, Where did this come from? Like. This isn't me. You built your body. You built yourself, you know? But yeah. You matured mentally, too, so you got that toughness. Yeah. It's and I think, though, just, but that's, like, the Jordan mentality. Like, did you guys, like, growing up, like, what was the the mentality that you saw? Because we grew up kind of watching in that era. Like, was that the mentality that you guys always kind of, like, wanted to achieve? Yeah. yeah it was Michael Jordan, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to, I mean, Michael Jordan. My, Michael Jordan is not, I mean, shout out to Michael Jordan. All right, you're the, best, you're the best player ever. All right, before I say this, for anybody, you got me on video, so I need to be clear. All right, shout out to Michael Jordan, the best player ever. All right, but when I was growing up, Magic Johnson's my favorite player. So, mm-hmm. Magic Johnson, my guy. But, you know, Michael Jordan, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch the whole documentary yet. I'm going to watch it. I'm yeah. going to watch it. But you know, I don't really need to watch it because it's Michael Jordan. It's like, yeah. guys, come on. It's literally like that came out, and then it's just like everybody just starts talking about yeah. all this stuff around yeah. Michael Jordan. Like, guys, come on, we all know he's the best. Yeah, and yeah, it needs to be it, seen though. Like, yeah, I guess people need to see it because you, you get these. There's just a, a discrepancy there, but yeah. you know, 
I'm yeah, Michael, Jordan. Michael Jordan. All right, yeah. Best. Jordan was the greatest. Right. Growing up, especially in New York, you couldn't. Man, Jordan was it. There was so many fights. Come on. I mean, I, we had so many fights on Long Island, and then I used to go to Brooklyn with my cousin. There was fights in Brooklyn. It was fights because Jordan. If you went against Jordan, mm-hmm. you were you were nothing. The Knicks fans being in New York, the Knicks fans was just all over you. <laughs> and if it, they bring that mentality to the court, so you literally there was so many fights because of that. Because if you're a Jordan baby and you're in New York. You get a lot of hate <laughs> because mm-hmm. the Knicks were just, and I love the Knicks. I love the Knicks, love Patrick Ewing, fellow Jamaican like myself. I love him. <laughs> but this is Michael Jordan, so I couldn't go against him. So you uh-huh. go to a, a neighboring town's court to play ball, and if someone didn't like it because he was from that town and you were a Jordan fan, mm-hmm. it was like after that end of the day, of four hours of straight basketball, you can reassure there's something going down. It's going to be a fight. So, I mean, that Jordan mentality was everywhere. It was just like, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the ultimate competitor. Mm-hmm. And then and then Kobe's the product of the ultimate competitor. Rest in peace, Kobe. Because mm-hmm. those guys, like, when you when I look at my career and, like, okay, Magic Johnson was my favorite player. And then growing up, you know, game, I know that sometimes, you know, I know there was complaints. It's like take me a while to get going. Take me a while to pay, you know, to actually play and be aggressive. You mm-hmm. know, that was one of my faults. Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean Michael Jordan, man, I mean, those guys is from beginning to end, they're just destroying you. So, mm-hmm. you know, to, to have that retrospect on it now, it's like, oh, I wish I would have been I wish I would have been more <laughs> even more like Jordan. Because, you uh-huh. know, it's just So I have, you I have know, a question the only way it has to be. So I mean, Kevin and I, we, we both teach middle school kids. And Kevin, I don't know if you feel this way too, but like kids walk in before class, whatever. They're talking about the, the Jordan to, to LeBron thing because they're growing up in the era of LeBron. So that's, it's all LeBron all day, every day. And uh, so you guys are saying you're, you guys are Jordan over LeBron, hands down. The problem is it's not, it's not up for debate. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a thing where it's like, Oh, people start talking about it. It's like, all right, you know, all right. You know, you can participate if you want, but it's not, gotcha. it, it doesn't mean anything because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you have to, you have to understand people that know basketball understand i mean if we're going to mm-hmm. get into the history of basketball it's like what about kareem what about right. will what about you know what about bill russell like what about right. all those people well it's funny you know, like d you were talking about like how like you know the people were like get real nasty about about it and i've seen i don't know about you kev but i've seen the kids like i, I teach music class so they walk in and they'll they'll get nasty with each other yeah. about about the debate uh, and then mm-hmm. you throw even in, yeah. in Steph Curry and like, you know, like these kids, like they're, they're really, so I think that's like back to the Michael Jordan, um, the documentary, like it's important for these kids to see something like that. Be like, yo, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about no. yet. You got to You got to go a little bit further back before that's like why. 2006 guys. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, this is what, this is what really counts. That's what I yeah. discussed about this. Like, and all I'm picturing uh, like some of our kids faces, like getting all huffy about like LeBron and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> well, they could, they could, that's why I said it had to be seen. It had to yeah. be shown because we're at that that point in and I issue where everything's a quick click and everyone has an opinion, right? So it's quick to argue. Back in the day, you weren't quick to argue unless you had action. Now yeah. everyone's just quick to argue. You know, <laughs> you, if you argued back in the day, it was leading to action. <laughs> so you know, so it's a different era, and they don't understand that. So back then, it's the same. The same mentality came from the neighborhood 
that was on the basketball court. These are the same people from the same neighborhood that made it to the basketball court. Mm-hmm. So all that talk led to action. So you had to back up everything you said. And this is why today's guys, I love them. I'm talented as hell. But they're all friends. They don't go to their yeah. houses. They're all hanging out. They go on a vacation together. That was not the mentality for us growing up. It yeah. was like, you, you play for, and my title was, you play for Brent. I do not like anyone from Brentwood because mm-hmm. it's time to kill you on the court. <laughs> it's not like we're going to be patting each other on the back afterwards. It was like, I'll see you, I'll see you next game, or I'll see you in the park, or I'll see you at the summer league. I'll see you. Yeah. As you get older as men, you, retreat, you appreciate the battles. But in that moment, there was no, hey, buddy, like me and mom, I was an undersized guard. I had a chip on my shoulder my mm-hmm. career. So I did not like you if you played on the other team. <laughs> and I didn't realize I was like a jerk in that manner. But mm-hmm. that was the mentality I grew up on with Michael Jordan. It yeah. was like, kill or be killed. And if you get killed, get up, because you better go kill something else, you know, because uh-huh. <laughs> you're going to fade away. And I had a great coach, Tim Kluse, amazing coach. Check his records. I mean, the guys have championships at every level. and His mentality was the same. So I got lucky when I got to his program because he just built a whole nother creature off that mentality. And not everyone has that to these days. A lot of guys had it back then. There's a lot of guys that had it mm-hmm. back then. You saw it in college, but today is a lot of talent. It's immense. The talent is just through the roof. Mm-hmm. But that killer instinct, it's not, it's, not, it's not even there like it used to be. We, let's just say this. Let's just say this. All right, so we, we, don't, we can, we can agree, to, agree to disagree on, okay, who the best player is. Mm-hmm. Let's say who's the ultimate competitor yeah. in the world. Yeah. Right? Michael Jordan. So yeah. LeBron, he's still and shout out to LeBron. He's nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Amazing. You know, nasty. You know what I'm saying? Amazing. Like nasty. But he's not the ultimate competitor because mm-hmm. obviously you've seen I've seen him, he you know, at, at the end of that last finals, he didn't yeah. himself out. He subbed himself <laughs> out. Like, man, I'm done. Like, <laughs> and I'm out too. I'm going to Lakers. What up? because I was and I was happy about that because I as I said, I'm a Magic Johnson fan. So it's funny because like the the one thing that they like kind of put the argument to rest, they're like, okay, be honest. Like, has anyone ever looked, you know, all the LeBron fans, have you ever sat there and said, oh, shit, LeBron? Like, have you ever like sat there and been like, don't do that? Or like, oh, you, oh, no. Like, have you ever done that? Like, I don't think anyone's ever done that with Jordan. They're just like, give him the ball. Even if he missed, they're like, he'll make it. Exactly. There was no doubt in your mind that the game was still winnable. As long as you had Jordan on the key. <laughs> they could be down five points with three seconds left. It's like, oh, he could hit a three and tie it with a two, and then they're going overtime. Number one. You know, that's the mentality you had with Jordan. It was never uh, if, if, if. It was always, now nah, don't worry about it. MJ's in. MJ's in. You know, he's got on the court. And kind of going uh, going into the mentality and kind of jumping back to find a baller, how important do you think it is, is it to find uh, a trainer that, like, really fits – uh, for an athlete, like how do you how do you find that perfect trainer who's going to fit the mentality, who's going to fit the skill set uh, that you're trying to find, and you, that's you know, you know, what's the best way to kind of you know handle that? How important is that? It's um it's definitely important. I don't think is there's no such thing as a perfect trainer to to match anyone. I mean, we thought that coming into this situation when we kind of transformed the business into more training years. Mm-hmm. So. And we thought they can be like, okay, this is what we want, this is what we want, this is how we do it. It doesn't work like that. It's more about getting the right mentality to get to that job, you know, mm-hmm. or that or that adult even, because I've done adult sessions late at night with groups. So it's really about the mentality of the person that we that, that we would like, that we want to partner with and work with. We want to, to, you know, to market. We want to push out there. 
those these guys and girls, they're the ones that with that that have the love for the game, they have the knowledge, doesn't matter what level they play. You can see passion and love and knowledge in someone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, oh, I scored 18 points a game. I really don't care about what you score. I care about what you – we care about what you want to do, what you're capable of doing, and how you do it, you know, because you're dealing with people's, you know, kids, and you're dealing with people that are clients and want to actually maybe return clients for you to help you in life. You know, I got my – I was training, and I got my first job training because – I didn't know who I was training. I was training the CEO of a big corporation's son. I did such an amazing job that he offered me a job, you know? So I was, I, we always tell you, you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who kid, whose kid that is, who can probably help you in advance. You have no idea. So I think it's more about just finding the right mentality versus the right fit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would agree. And, uh, you know, there's, as we know, you know, the, the basketball community is huge. The sports community is, is very large and we all have, you know, Kev, I know you're a coach, you know, Dwayne coaches and trains, I coach and train. So, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of alignment there. Um, and, ba- you know, teaching the basic fundamentals. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity just for everybody to, to, uh, you know, really provide for, you know, you know, people that are in their local community and, you know, cause there's a lot of kids out there and, and they don't know what, they don't know what they're doing or they, you know, you remember when you were dribbling, you know, back in the days I'd be outside. I didn't know what I was doing for a long time, mm-hmm. long time. It took me a long time. I was in Jordan. <laughs> That's yeah. All I was doing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So that, you know, so now it's in the culture's changed. So now it's really about, you know, Unifying this community, bring bringing this this uh, together because there's so many trainers. There's mm-hmm. so many trainers. I mean, I, there's so many guys I see on all these different social media uh, accounts, and and they're doing drills and they're working with kids or adults or whoever. Uh, so everybody has a passion to 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 provide sports instruction, and they're out there. So we just want to uh, you know be a part of it. That's awesome. All right. So final question. Um, what advice do you guys uh, have for anyone kind of thinking about heading overseas? I know you guys have, you know, you're, you have kids that you're training that are, you know, thinking about that level. What advice do you guys have for uh, someone who might be thinking about heading overseas and playing? Um, I would say if the opportunity presents itself, definitely do it. But um, always have a plan B. Work harder to plan A and always have a plan B. Because you're, you're, you're super dis- dispensable, you know. You're, you're not, you're not, uh, 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 you know, a golden child over there. No matter where you're coming from, who you think you are, over there, you're just going to be a number. Understand it. It's, it's just business. Conduct yourself like a business person and do the best you can. But have a plan B for when you either stay in that country or stay in Europe or stay wherever or come back home. But other than that, take the experience and and be humbled by it because. Time flies, and you'll never get that opportunity again. Yep, I would, I would, I would say it's a, yep, it's a, it's a very challenging uh, career to to get after. I think it's a great opportunity to to explore and meet new people. There's a lot of great people out there, so shout out to all those people that I've met in my travels. I got a lot. I have friends that I still talk to now just from the travels that I've made. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would say, I would, I would concur with with uh, my business partner here. Uh, Plan B. Have a plan B. 
Um, hey, Kev, can, can I get a couple shout-outs? Or you got it. You got it. Go for it. What's going on? All right. That's what's up, man. You know I got to do that. Can't be, forgetting about people. Can't be forgetting about people when you get on no, TV, man. I hear you. You know, when you go up, don't forget. All right, Kev? So, so, okay. All right. So, so uh, shout-out to uh, Coach Callaway, right? Hey, and we went back to Monmouth, right? Coach, uh, shout out to Coach King Wright, uh, you know, and uh, you know he he's somebody that I have a relationship with, and he uh, has been helping bring that program up. So, yeah. you know, we want to definitely shout him out. That's my man, and uh, you know, so a, a lot of the players that came through there. Um, I know we didn't we didn't uh, talk about some of those guys, but you know, Justin Robinson, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely pass him your information so you yeah, can have definitely. him on here. He's He's nasty. He's doing his Amazing thing. Amazing um, young man. Amazing. Man. Yeah, he's 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 doing he's doing his thing as he should. And you know, there's a lot of other guys too that that are playing there now. And uh, you know, it's really a great thing. A lot of the guys are you know out growing up. Everybody's getting old. So, but it but it's great to be a part of that community. And I hope we can you know you, with your show we can help you know make it a little bit tighter. More. I unity. agree. Well, it's crazy because I actually thought about um, for a future show kind of just grabbing a bunch of Mammoth in and Rasan and, and G and even like John Geraldo and uh, Mustafa and, you know, Corey Albano and like, you know, just get a bunch of guys who, you know, really, really made a mark on Mammoth and just like bullshit, you know, talk Mammoth, talk Mammoth basketball for a little bit. Talk so. about uh, Kevin Owens. And the, uh, no, I'm just gonna host. Stories. No. <laughs> oh there's, yeah, we got. There's we plenty got of those. I mean, we're we're gonna do really... a special just on that, Kevin. The embarrassing story. Get... No, I'm out of get... this. I don't. I don't switch <laughs> on nobody. I don't switch I on get... nobody. I got to get. get no Crail. Crail. You gotta get Jay Crail on the horn. Oh yeah. You gotta I'm... get Timmy. Jay Crail and Timmy. You gotta get them on there. They 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 probably have the best grasp of everything. I'm writing it down. Comedy. It would, all be, day. it would be Shout like out to Tyler Azzarelli, yeah. Brandon Owens, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Chris Kenny. Chris Kenny, yeah. Marcus Austin. Oh Brandon my God, Owens. we didn't even talk about him. Brandon. We didn't talk about Marcus. Oh Brandon man. Brandon Owens. Yep. Man, yeah. All yeah. Of, yeah. All of everybody. Shout, yo, shout out to Marcus Austin. He's the one that helped us. You know, Coach like, Crail. Oh my God. It's oh, Crail, different. Baby. If we yeah, if we bring if we bring Timmy on, he's gonna be just be making fun of Jeff Billet for probably like <laughs> at least a quarter of the show. Yeah, that lasting that Yeah, that I mean we had some we were lucky. I, I would say that we were lucky, man. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate this, you guys. And I appreciate you taking the time for us. This is awesome. I appreciate you guys and uh thanks so much for coming on. Find a baller. Check it out. Uh if you're looking for training, uh please check these two out. They're incredible young, you know. Uh, are we young anymore? Or we're incredible, you know, men. <laughs> yeah, we're still young. Uh, real quick, but yeah, you can uh, check out our website. And any anybody that's a, a current or past athlete, uh, you can just go to our website and register, you know, uh, so we can actually, you know, reach out to you and, and, and when we're in your area. Uh, I, can, I can send you the links and everything. Uh, Absolutely. We'll put it up on the video. And, and then, and then tra- training – Training wise for uh, for clients, you know, and like we've been ma- we made this huge transition into online. So uh, we've been doing a lot of Zoom training, and you know, so we can we'll provide you with that information as well. It's definitely uh, we have an app. You can download our app online uh, on the on the, uh, the Apple Store. Uh, yeah, on the ball. Yeah, 
Final ball. Final ball. Awesome. <laughs> well, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for, uh, you know, catching up and we'll definitely catch up soon, hopefully in person when all this passes over. Appreciate you guys, man. Be safe. All right, see you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Matchup zone. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Later. See you, man. You there, Kev? Yeah. Hey. Right. Lost you for a what second. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome, awesome man. There's uh, some interesting stuff going on out there. Uh, yeah, it's cool. And I love like the business aspect of the uh, overseas because, you know, we could just talk overseas basketball for a while and just talk, you know, the, the things that, uh, you know, guys are doing on the court and the funny stories and stuff. And that's great. But there's more to it. I think the, uh, you know, the business ventures that are out there are are like a really cool thing to kind of hear and to have people experience and say like oh this is awesome this is interesting and kind of get their business out there i think that's really cool i like what they're doing and uh just two great teammates two great guys so i'm i'm that was a, that was a lot of fun and where where were they from where did you tell me those those guys are right now uh so Dwayne is uh d was he was in um he was from new york he went to monmouth and then he just married a girl from germany so he's currently in Germany, just you know, chilling. He's like, he's like, I'm, he's not playing right now. Uh-huh. He's just over there with his wife, uh, right. just you know, until this blows over. Blake is up by Mammoth still. He was originally from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, but he's up at Mammoth now, like the Mammoth area, uh, kind of you know, uh, doing the training and stuff. So yeah, they're they're both doing well. I saw both of them not too long ago um, at a buddy's wedding. So you know, hopefully. Uh, We'll be able to. Die. I think the Mammoth episode will be fun. Yeah, definitely. Get, like the whole entire, the like, whole group. team, man. The whole team. Yeah. I dig it. It's it's just kind of cool. Matchup zones moving up. We're talking to people from friggin' Germany. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like holy crap. It's cool. <laughs> it's fun. I I love that. And like that. Uh, Adam Adam Ballinger. He was he he shot me a message. He's just like, hey, uh, you know, he's like, can I? He's like, uh, my kids are on break in like a few weeks. Can I jump on then? I was like, absolutely. So that's going to be another one that's going to be recorded earlier in the day. And, uh, you know, because he's in Australia, so it's going to be completely different. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I, we're streaming on Facebook still, and we just had, we still have people jumping in, jumping out. I'd say like 20, 30 people just jumping in, listening for a little bit, checking it out, which is, uh, which is always cool. It's just like an extra thing we got going on. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna to put this thing up. Uh, we're going to dress it up real good, uh, make it look real good, and we're going to get it out on YouTube pretty soon. Right, Kev? Yeah, I'm going to get those up and, uh, yeah. We'll have that out, and we'll be we'll be we'll be rolling. So we'll have two episodes up on our YouTube channel, uh, and we'll put links. I'll, I'm going to just send you all the links, and you can probably figure yeah, yeah, out a yeah. way to put them on the video. I was, I was going to jump and in. We'll just, yeah, just send me everything, and I'll make sure that it all goes into the video and everything, so everyone can see everything. Cool. And we'll link it. Nice. Well, John, another success, another fun time here. I thought this was a great great show. Uh, appreciate, uh, you know, Dwayne and Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Byfield, Blake Hamilton for hopping on today, talking a little bit about findtheballers.com. Uh, like to thank obviously our producer, uh, DJ John Hunt, check him out for all your DJing needs in the South Jersey, uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey. John, when are you going to start doing, uh, weddings in Germany? Because uh, now you're, good. you've uh, got, you got international cred now. I will take whatever jobs I can right now, brother. <laughs> Is, and people are rescheduling. They're just, you know, I think they're, they're hesitant. They're, they're waiting, you know, but, uh, 
you know, when everyone's ready to go, you know, give me a call. We'll make it happen. Uh, I do sporting events, fashion shows, uh, whatever. Uh, kind of a jack of all trades within the uh, the DJing realm. So, yeah, let me know. We'll we'll work it out. Uh, I'll uh, post a link down below and uh, you know check out my Facebook and my webpage and. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about your next event, whether it's this summer, this fall, whenever you want to do a virtual event. I've been doing some virtual events. Kevin, that's been interesting. Like yeah. You know, DJing to a wall, you know, but that's uh, fun. But at the same time, it's pretty neat because then, you know, with Zoom, you can actually like see the people kind of like bopping around and, you know, it's, it's something. Something yeah. to kind of, you know, brighten people's day. So I appreciate it, Kev. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Another episode of the Magic Zone interviewing uh, overseas basketball, talking overseas basketball and, uh, you know, some of the names in overseas basketball. So we will see you guys then. Uh, until next time, peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Meet me on the fresh train. Yes, I'm in the building. You just on the list of guest names. And all of my riders do not give a fuck. X-Games. Guns turn you boys into pussies.